space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is... Yonder Storm Zone. Starring... Branson Reese as Liberty Balboa. Tim Platt as Gelmir Lysander. Taylor Moore as Baron Baudelaire. And Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. G. Look, I know everyone on this crazy little ship has my back. I know it. We're all friends. I get it. But sometimes even Gelmir gets the short end of the stick. So when legs bust the nav computer trying to go lefter than left, baby, I get stuck on the away mission to find a replacement. Fuck my fucking life. <laughs> well, I'm just pulling on the show to impress you. I believe in helping. Plus, the one inhabited moon in this sector sounds really cool. According to the guidebook my brother Aubrey sent, Max Max 3 has a really unique car culture. Honk honk? Or should I say, zoom zoom? Or should I say, or I should say nothing at all. I love you. <laughs> We fade to the moon, Max Max 3. It is a barren, desolate place. We pan over an endless dune sea. Occasionally, we pass over some remnant of civilization peeking out of the sands, like a water park or a prison. (laughs) (laughs) The shell has a voice. We have a perspective no one can deny. Those days are long gone. The water parks are all dry, and the prisoners are all in charge. Finally, after this whole monologue, we see some speck of life. Black, acrid smoke curls up on the horizon. We get closer and find a village, or what passes for a village. On any other planet, you might call it a skid mark of humanity, or Phoenix. The people here call it Thief Town. We see this grimy collection of inhabitants jostle and trudge, eking out their miserable existence with no sense of dignity. They sold their dignity for a dinner of worms months ago. The sun keeps everything hot, but there's no sweat to spare. (laughs) What a miserable dinner indeed. (laughs) Can I get this to go? (laughs) 
Every so often, the general din is broken by a fight between a pissmonger and a priest of the Church of Stealing from Your Mom. It's been three days since Gelmer's log. And where are our heroes? Look up. There, perched above the village, are a dozen egg-shaped cages fashioned from bone and hemp, held aloft on a rope on a pulley. Most of them are occupied by skeletons, but inside three are living beings. Gelmir Lysander, Liberty Balboa, and Baron Baudelaire, with his four gods bottoms. You there! You there! Yes, you passing disgusting woman! Please, please let me out of this cage, I beseech you! You got money? No. The, what, what passes for guards in this town took it away from me before they put me in here. But if I ever get it back, ten buccarinos to the person who lets me out of this dead old cage. You're wasting my time. Wait, 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 please, 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 you gotta let us out. We didn't do anything wrong. All I did was walk up to a guard unprompted and show them my ID before they asked, and then they rocked us away. Yes, and how was I supposed to know that this planet still has some form of campaign finance regulations? Yeah, and I got put in jail because I got here and I pushed a dog. The dog had it coming, lady. Well, I saw we were going to get arrested and I figured now's my chance. It'd be a lateral move to push a dog, so I did. I pushed him. A guard walks up to this woman. Hey, they started it. Four years hard labor for you. He drags her away. Well, we got off easy. That's way worse than what we got. I pushed a dog. Were we even given the time frame we're stuck in here for, though? I mean, at least she got some clarity. I don't even know when we're going to be let out. I believe my god says, till the sun don't shine. Oh, god. That fucking sucks. Unless it's like uh, consistent, like reverse eclipses that block the sun from shining. That's what I'm hoping for. Just because we can't see the sun doesn't mean it's not shining. And that's a metaphor I like to use for my emotional life. Yeah, we're good and fucked. By the way, I'm Liberty Balboa. I'm a six and a half foot tall cockroach from the planet of Philadelphia. I'm the ship's cook. I'm wearing a grease stained apron. And my right hand, my top right hand, I got six legs, is a golden spatula. Oh yes, the introduction game. It's like we're in an orientation again. I'm Gelmir Lysander. I'm tall with a scar down my cheek, and I'm kind of gorgeous. I'm in my early 20s, and I love to be in charge, though I'm not even close to being captain yet. My name's Baron Baudelaire, and I'm bringing Bourdieu base. <laughs> the Baron Baudelaire is this little purple and gray spheroid of a man who sits upon a now busted up palanquin held aloft by four little slender gray bugmen he calls God's Bottoms. Normally on the Cavalier ship uh, where he lives, he runs uh, the bar there called Baudelaire's Pleasure Dome. <sighs> He's not used to being kept in a cage. Liberty. Now I'm Liberty. Yes, you're from Philadelphia. Your people are famous, galaxy-wide, for getting into and then subsequently out of prison. Surely you must have some old tricks and standbys and pro tips for people locked in the hooshgow. Hey, you're right. Yeah, in fact, I probably do. And I, I vomit up an emery board, and I'm going to start, like, uh, trying to file away on the edge of this uh, prison and see if I can do that. Liberty, can you make a lasers roll for me? I got a... I got a one, baby. An especially hungry-looking vulture swoops down and tries to grab that emery board away from you. It thinks it's food. It rattles your cage. Oh, no, no. Come on. No, I need that. You're struggling, but you manage to get the emery board away from the vulture. Cool. I get it away from the vulture. I grab the vulture's neck and I, like, strangle it. And I try to, uh, I'm going to use the vulture's beak now. It's like, I got the vulture, you know, by the neck. I'm using the emery board with one hand and the vulture's beak and I'm trying to cut through with the other. 
and I'm I'm really good at getting out of prison. Okay. There's a man like about 20 feet down the street from you um, in like sort of a crow's nest above a building uh-huh. and he sees what you've done to his vulture and he's crying. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Mind your own beeswax, buddy. Next time, don't send your vulture over here to bother me. I'm going to keep Cheerfully, to... he raises a crossbow at you. Yeah, do it. I dare you. I dare you to fucking kill me. He fires. Kill me. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope you miss and hit the top of my little egg sack prison, releasing me from it. Make a laser's roll. Okay, here I go. I'm asking for it. Ooh, I got cocky. That's a failure. The crossbow bolt hits the emery board, and it falls. It falls down to the street below. Oh no, laser-like precision! Instantly, a band of a dozen orphans descend (laughs) upon the emery board. They are gnashing and tearing at each other, ripping, ripping each other from limb to limb, all to grab this precious emery board. Their fingernails are like six inches long each. Yeah. Oh, this could be our chance. Orphans, you, the parentless mass on the ground. Look up here. None respond. Let me try. Candy, candy. <laughs> candy. Tim, make a feelings roll. Just what the children want, a Canadian candy man. Got my lasers feeling. Do you want to ask me a question? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, how, how do we get out of the cage? Jesus. He's got you there, Joe. Yeah, oh, Joe. Um. Okay, cool. None of the orphans listen to you, but an extremely tall man covered in chain mail swings by you on a rope and says back to you, Candy! All good. I'm glad I got a success because this is what I wanted to happen. Sleeky man! Sleeky man! Stop swinging in free! You just watch him swing off into the distance. Candy! Oh, it's no use. A man dressed in a black leather tuxedo with a top hat covered in spikes yells up at you. Oi, you three, you've got a meeting with Mother Mothman. Buckle up! Suddenly, a bunch of extremely buff Bobobians begin turning a big wheel, and the rope you're all suspended from starts moving. You find your little suspended egg prisons headed for a giant cannon. Ah, perhaps Mother Mothman lives inside this large ballistic device. We have much to discuss. You're jostled as your egg cells are loaded into the barrel of the cannon. I'm being jostled. Yo, Jay, what's the big idea? Hey, stop jostling me. Do things with mechanical precision. Not this weirdness. Oh! It's like someone bumped into a CD player. (laughs) Let's let the air out of his rim. Not this weird. (laughs) (laughs) A horseman beneath you lights a dinadillo, a famously explosive species, on fire and loads it. This episode rules. And loads it underneath you. Not a dinadillo. Oh no, they're famously explosive. Gelmeyer, would you like to say a third thing? (laughs) I'm afraid you'll be cut. A dinadillo? Whoa! I mean, at the very least, we saw something amazing today. And no sooner are those words spoken, Gelmir, than you no longer see the dinadillo. Ah, Why? Damn. Well, it explodes! Oh, oh rocketing through the air! <laughs> you find yourself sailing over Thief Town. All the people below cheer. <laughs> Whoa, I get used to this. 
as your little egg cells rocket through the air and you begin to trace an arc, oh, still in them? you see where you're headed. You're headed directly for the crown of a once towering statue of a smiling king that now is only ahead. As you get closer and closer and closer, there's a small egg-shaped hole in the head, and yes, you go sailing through it. Ah! With a momentous crash, each of your egg cells burst open, and you fall to the floor. Oh, oh, oh. God bottoms, report in. God. Okay. Gilmire, oh. you were saying about precision? <laughs> yeah, let's just say that this egg was not over easy. <laughs> oh, good. That's good. That was good. You so rarely get them. You got them. Yeah, it was over scrambled, daddy oh. No, 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 you pushed. As you collect yourselves, <laughs> you look around inside this massive head. Four seculids wave giant canvas fans, keeping the room cool at the expense of themselves. The cavernous space is decorated with posters from long dead water parks and skulls. At a desk made from a turned-over soda can stands a woman in a glittering dress made entirely from cut-up soda cans and wearing giant metal wings. Whoa, I've heard of a huge woman in an empty statue's head, but this is ridiculous. I haven't heard the first thing, but still, I gotta admit, I am bowled over by the ridiculousity of the situation. What you call ridiculous? Here on Max Max 3, we call every other day. <laughs> Whoa, what's your name? I guess it is time for introductions. Yes, I'm Mother Mothman. <gasps> Mother Mothman. Yes, the ruler and leader and creator of Thief Town. A multi-hyphenate. Yes, that's true. I wear many hats. And you see behind her, there's a row of hats. <laughs> well, look, hey, this whole thing seems like just some big misunderstanding. We were just blowing through town. Uh, we didn't do anything wrong. We just got put in some eggs. So uh, it seems like you can just let us out and we'll be on our merry. <laughs> yeah, all we're, all we're trying to do is get an extra nav computer. And once we get that, we're out of your hair for good. I promise. Oh, is that all? An extra nav computer? Yeah. It's just that, is that weird? I think it's normal. I hate being weird and love being normal. So that's why I thought we were doing the normal thing. But you've got an eye for something more. Mother Mothman. Mm, I recognize a fellow entrepreneur when I see one. You create a village. You're a creator. You want to make a deal. Let's yes. do it, Mother Mothman. Oh, what yes. do we have that you might desire? You do seem like someone who understands the art. The art of the deal. The art of the give and take. Beautiful. She begins to walk around the room. This world used to be different, you know? Really? It was once... A peaceful paradise. People were happy. The lands were full of water parks for universal enjoyment and the occasional prison for the few malcontents. But we got too greedy. Some said we were building too many water parks, but their warnings fell on deaf ears. We didn't realize our mistake until it was too late. Once the water parks ran dry, starships stopped visiting, and everything got scarce. And everyone got desperate. I built Thief Town from nothing, and I'll do anything to protect it. Oh, well, seems to me a problem as simple as tourism. You want to get the rubes and the punters to walk them by on the promenade, buying spray-painted t-shirts and mugs and keychains and license plates with their children's names upon them. 
You want to bring in the masses? We can help with that, right, boys? Oh, of course, yeah. Look, I could, you could, uh, um, I could, uh, oh, I could be a dunk tank guy. Oh, yes. I was always told I'd be a good dunk tank guy. Yes, you, a giant cockroach, being a dunk tank guy would solve all the problems of this move. Holy shit, I was bluffing. That's perfect. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Just one problem, friend. <laughs> We're a little short on water. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Hmm. Don't feel so smart now, do you? You dug too deep and used all your water for palms. Yes. And people think that water just gets reused and reused. No. <laughs> when a wet child leaves the planet, he takes that water with him. <laughs> and just... <laughs> and little by little, all the water left Max Max 3. Well... Mother Mothman, all of our entrepreneurial ideas have to do with water, as you just heard before. What do you want us to do to help? What I'm looking for is people with a different set of skills. Boys? From behind you, the four seculates drop their fans. With stunning precision, one throws a lasso around Liberty's neck. Hey, my neck! One points two chainsaws at Gelmer. <laughs> Hey, both of my sides! And a third runs towards the Baron, vial of poison in hand. I'm not thirsty! Everyone make a laser's roll. Oh, no. I'll try. Failure. <sighs> Massive failure for the Baron. I got a success. I keep my neck. Gelmir, you see the Seculid running at you with two chainsaws outstretched. You're caught off guard. You, you try to back up, but instead you just trip, falling over onto your back, exposing yourself. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, fucking shit. Oh, shit. Okay, no, 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 no. Baron has grasped the attacker's hand right in front of his mouth, and he's struggling its strength against strength, trying not to let the vial be poured in his open mouth. <laughs> he's screaming, no. Ah, no, don't pour it in here. The seculid leans in close and says, dare you to drink it. Oh, no, truth, truth. <laughs> oh, really? Who do you have a crush on then? <laughs> Liberty. You've got this rope around your neck, and you feel your windpipe being crushed, even through your exoskeleton. It's so tight. Oh, no! Oh, no! You need a miracle to get out of this. But somehow, from somewhere, you dig deep, you reach into your apron, and yes, you find a second emery board. Oh, yeah! I've got a second emery! i got a second emery board! Oh, yeah! Oh. And I'm going to start filing at the rope. And I just file, 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 file at the rope. <laughs> this is actually pretty crappy rope, and you quickly file through it. Ah, ah, it's still, of course it is still around my neck, but the part of it that is connected to the home. Oh my god! Oh, 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 I'm full! Gelmer and Baron roll lasers again. Jesus. Failure. The second six in a row, Joe, that's two maximum failures for me. Gelmer, you're there on the floor. You've got no defenses. You've got nowhere to turn. The seculid holds one of the chainsaws. He holds it up to your face. He presses ever so slightly, just a millimeter closer, hitting your scar perfectly. Oh, oh fuck. Boys, publish my memoirs when I'm gone. But publish them anonymously. I'm going to step forward. I pull the rope off my neck. Say, I ain't publishing shit. And I'm going to try to push the uh, push the guy away from Gelmeyer. Okay, make a, make a laser's roll. You got it. Uh, now, my number is two. It's insane that I've had any successes so far. 
Oh, but I got my laser feelings. Wow. Do you want to ask me a question? Yeah. Um, is there anything else in this room that I could use as like a makeshift weapon? There are lots of skulls on the on the walls of the room. Some of them are large. Some of them have sharp fangs. Mother Mothman referred to that wall of hats. Mm. You know, she wears many hats. Some of them have like spikes on them and stuff. There's also a like a cabinet full of morning stars. Okay, cool. I'm going to fly past the wall of hats. One of them is just like a big gun. It's like a big gun hat and the wall of morning stars. I'm going to fly towards one of the skulls. It's like a big cow horn skull. I'm going to put it on my head like a helmet. And I'm going to turn back and fly at the guy who's uh, pinned uh, Gelmire down with my horns. And I, I ran him. I go, get fucked. You knock into the seculid wielding two chainsaws at a dizzying speed. This is a risky, bold maneuver, but hey, fortune favors the bold. He goes flying, his organs thrown into one little corner of his body. The chainsaws flip through the air. One crashes into the head of the statue, poking out its eye. The other, it hits the seculid, dangling the vial of poison over the Baron. It hits him, cuts him in twain, but it's too late. We zoom in and see one little droplet of the poison fall out of the vial and watch as it cascades down, down, down to the Baron's doomed open mouth. No! No, I'm allergic (laughs) to poison. But the poison never reaches the Baron's lips. No, because there are those that are sworn to protect Baron's life. One of the God's Bottoms leaps up and with an open mouth where he could have just like held a cheek. <laughs> swatted it. Swallows the poison. Oh, of course. A race of subs took the poison for me. I did it for you. But also for you. But for well, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wink. <coughs> oh, everything's getting dark. Oh, you'll be fine in like ten minutes. He poofs into a cloud of dust. He'll recoagulate in like 10 minutes. God's bottoms are bred to be able to handle almost anything. They have to be. They're a race of natural subs. I'm going to head over towards uh, where the God's bottom was, and I take a deep breath. I go, ah, that victory feels great. And I just breathe in the dust. Uh, Liberty, make a feelings roll. Sure. Now this I had to be able to handle. That's a success. Okay, there is no change to how you feel about dominance and submission. Yeah, Yeah, cool, yeah. This thing like enters my bloodstream and little tiny God's bottoms, like we zoom in and they're fighting (laughs) with my white blood cells and my white, one of my white blood cells sneaks up behind the back of their head and shoots them in the head execution style. And I just, liberty triumphant, it's nothing changes. Mother Mothman, what the fuck gives? Gilma, we offered you our help and now you try to kill us? That Gilma. doesn't fly in my book. Gilma, Gilma, Gilma. She's ironically clapping. Oh, um. Well done, boys. You're the first to ever survive that audition. Uh, what? Huh? What dition? <laughs> audition. An audition. Listen up. You want a nav computer or not? Yes, we do. All right. Well, I only know of one left on this planet and... If you take care of my problem, you'll find yourselves right on top of it. What? You see, the last remaining nav computer on this moon is in the possession of a man named Colonel Vernal. He lives in our neighboring village, Scum Hollow. He's our only source of water. And the prices, well, they're only moving in one direction, up. But if someone were to eliminate him, my people could drink 
and you could have his nav computer. But be warned, he'll only expose himself to a killing blow if you challenge him to single combat. Okay, killing blow, single combat, really quick. What's he look like? He's a completely hairless man. He usually wears very little clothing, and he rides around in a giant mech suit. That's the, that will be the main way you recognize him. Okay, you sure. just see his little head, but piloting a large and imposing mech suit. And no eyebrows. No. Oh. Well, little ones. He's not completely hairless. Mostly hairless. He's, completely, he's mostly hairless. You didn't say he was hot. I didn't need to. Oh, Mother Mothman. You've wasted the lives of these three seculids, and now to kill a hotman? Life is cheap on Max Max 3. Haven't you got that already? It's the water that's expensive. Well, if that's what it's got to be, time for a little price controls. What? What? Yes. Well, boys. Yeah. 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 yeah oh, yeah. yeah, we're in. We're in. We're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they'll do it. I, I'm more of an idea man. Yeah, I guess it's time to bring embargo to the next level. Was that, was that good, Baron? Is that? No. I guess saying yeah just got a whole lot cooler. <laughs> that one actually works. That one for me, that. That helps. Well, really, I was making fun of Gelmeyer. That's it's crazy how that works. All right, we're in. Yeah. And, and I was taking the ribbing well. I mean, we're all friends and family on this ship. Piers as well. He's not a bad sport. No, no, it's fun. It's fun. Hey, we all make mistakes. It's nice to have friends who uh, lovingly uh, uh, push our face in it sometimes. I'll provide you a vehicle for transport, and you'll have full access to my armory to equip yourselves for the showdown. Armory? So we get our pick of your weapons? Within reason. And... Mother Mothman, if we do this job you desire, what assurance do we have that you'll allow us to go freely back to Cavalier? Well, you'll have the nav computer in your possession, and you will have the ability to teleport off the moon, so it seems like I wouldn't have any way to stop you at all. Okay. Checks but out. wait a second. And I'll be here and you'll be in Scum Hollow, so... Yeah, you'd have to get all the way over there. But yeah. my question is this. You said single combat, and there's three of us. Which of us is going to fight him? The small little purple man who can't move without aid? The 22-year-old who's honestly not extremely athletic? Or the hulking six-and-a-half-foot-tall bug man wearing the skull of a dead person covered in blood who earlier said that his species is has a very casual relationship with death? Who's going to fight him? That's not up to me. That'll be decided by who survives the journey. Oh, is it far? It's about five miles, but... Oh. Wait for it. They're very treacherous miles. <laughs> Now, at the end, you bring up treachery. Don't you get it? On Max Max 3, danger lurks around every corner, around every water slide. Okay, name two treach. Two treach? Two treachers. Should be easy. Bands of desert raiders. Shit. That's a treach. That's a treach, yeah. Uh, the fire camels. Let's just die here. Yeah, it's a treach. Do you want a third? I could go, th I could go three. I'll take a third. I'll take a third. Uh, uh, lava. There's lava. There's lava? Yeah, there we go. That's track. God, Jesus. Of course. There's also one orphan out there on the dunes with a really big bomb. You should definitely watch out for him. <laughs> He's got a big bomb with like a big fuse coming We give him a it. wide berth. <laughs> yep, yes. That's going to be a detour. He would never be allowed in urban orphan society carrying around a bomb. <laughs> well, I, I think I speak for the group when I say I hope that orphan doesn't come up.
All right. Challenge officially accepted. Take us to your armory, Mother Mothman. And remember, if you, we get out of this alive and we never see you again, consider just turning the water slide into a regular slide. It's going to be different, of course, but there's still an entertainment value there as well. There would be too much friction. You would never get the proper lubrication. Uh, unless we had some kind of intermediate surface, some kind of, I don't know, potato sack. No, no, no. You just tell people it's good for the skin exfoliation to come by the boatload. No, no. This wasn't the time for entrepreneurs. It's the time for killers. Now go. Get out of here. Go to the armory. I hope I never see you again. Because you were successful in the mission yes, we've agreed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just teleport ship, back yes. to your ship. Yes, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeehaw! The sands await, boy. You race across the dunes in your mighty steed, a rusty minivan pulled by a team of hogs. Your driver, Percival, whips the hogs mercilessly, but with you he's all smiles. <laughs> Tally-ho, boys! It's a beautiful day for a ride, eh? We'll reach Scum Hollow by sunset if these winds hold. Oh, Percival, your dream come true. We were told that this five-mile ride was full of treacherous, treacherous even. But with you at the helm, I'm sure it'll be more than okay. As the Baron talks, the camera <laughs> pans, zoom pans out to reveal him. Zoom pan. <laughs> zoom pan. Uh, zoom pan. Zoom enough <laughs> to be my pan. <laughs> Uh, we were to reveal he and the God's Bottoms have been decked out in full leather attire. Each God's Bottoms is dressed like Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman from Batman Returns. And as we pan up, we see that the Baron Baudelaire himself is also dressed like Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman in <laughs> Batman Returns. <laughs> Except he's also wearing the knife phallus belt from Seven. Wow. He's just baking in the sun. That does not breathe. Listen, I'm not complaining, you know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just incredibly impressed that Mother Mothman had something in my size and, of course, the God's bottles. But I do have bespoke gear back on the Cavalier. I wish I'd thought to bring. Oh, I get that we want to get there fast, but, oh, man, this makes me want to vom. Gelmir Lysander is wearing a Galapagos turtle shell around his frame. On, on his head, as a helmet, he is wearing an upside-down Mr. Bucket toy to protect his cranium, and he is ha and he has Wolverine claws of sharpened chopsticks and pencils. <laughs> we cut to Gelmeyer walking through the armory full of morning stars, maces, warhammers, chainsaws, flails, Katso nine tails. And then a few pencils on the floor. What do you think, Cubic? What should I pick? And Cubic appears on your shoulder. It's a completely leather cube. Uh, and he has uh, <laughs> he has Valhalla, like, tattooed on one of the sides of him. And he says, uh, Oh boy, Kelmir, we're in hot water now. <laughs> or should I say hot lava? Cubic. I'll take the pencils. What? <laughs> Zoom pan back to the minivan. <laughs> and uh, looking out the window, you see uh, Liberty Balboa, who's still wearing the, the bloody skull of like the massive Oryx type alien. Uh, he looks like Bugs Bunny in 1942 is the Wacky Wabbit. Uh, he's, uh, he's used his emery board to file his golden spatula hand into a golden prison shiv. 
Uh, he has mm. the Philadelphia Flyers logo painted on his hard outer wings in glowing yellow-green blood. Uh, he has uh, one of his lower arms is wrapped in a ribbon that he pulled out of the VHS copy of the Apple Dumpling Gang that somebody had sitting around. And uh, <laughs> his, his cooking apron has been replaced with a leather cooking apron. What the? He goes, yeah, I'm hard now. Oh, don't worry, boys. We'll make it there too sweet. Yes, with Percival at the helm, I know all the secret ways and hidden byways and shortcuts to get us right there in a jiff. Don't you worry. Well, I hope nothing bad happens to Percival. Yes, I quite like this man. I hope he doesn't end up like so many of our erstwhile companions. And now I must take the next shift of going on top of the van and looking out for the one orphan with the bomb. But before you do, we should all put our hands in and say, keep Percival safe. Of course. Yes. Yeah, I'll start. Ow! Oh, your chopstick claws. Sorry. I guess I don't know my own strength. It's not a strength issue. It's a sharpness issue. Come on, dude. Let me be badass for once. All right. Why have to undercome me being badass? All three. All three for Percival. One, two, three. Keep keep Percival safe. And then the God's Bottoms lift Baron's palanquin up, and the fourth one has now recoagulated. He's back. Oh, he looks pale, like he's just grown new skin, hasn't been tanned. Uh, and Some uh, of him didn't get breathed in by Liberty. That's so. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rest of him reformed inside Liberty and burnt up in his stomach acid immediately. <laughs> they, they lift up his palanquin, and the Baron's head goes into sort of an acrylic dome on top of the vehicle. Mm. No orphans yet. Percival, do clean the outside of your orphan viewing dome. Why, only every day. It's just mm, the sand gets everywhere down here. Well, you go to all the armor you have. Well, as long as you don't see any orphans. It seems like you'd be able to see one, though. There's all that open desert. It's almost as if, no, I shouldn't even think it, but I will say it. I sure hope there's no orphan holding a bomb clutching the underside of the the car that we're traveling in, like De Niro in Cape Fear. Heavens no, boys. Look, uh, Baron, three o'clock. Baron, make a feelings roll. Succeed. The Baron automatically knows he means 3 (laughs) p.m. Yes, I've got eyes. You look at three o'clock and see there, far in the distance atop a dune, there's a giant black sphere and sitting atop it is a tiny tiny child with a lighter we've got bomb sign bomb sign no no wait 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 let me confirm zoom pan up with the binocular filters on that's like the two conjoined circles there's a child on top yes can confirm child wait can you confirm that he's got parents god damn it gilmer i'm trying you see no parents baron my god gentlemen it has been an honor Serving, quote-unquote, on the Cavalier with you. I take the RX skull off and I hold it to my chest. Boys, boys, there's nothing to worry about. We'll, we're giving that, we're giving that young lad a... No, no, you're just you're overreacting, boys. Trust me. We're giving that boy plenty of space. You know, we leave him to his side of the desert and he'll leave us to ours. Don't you worry. I've passed by that orphan many a time and I've lived to tell the tale. Don't you worry. And he, as he looks back to say that... <laughs> you've all been making firm eye contact with him and all of you miss as a giant seven foot long spear shucks through the abdomen of percival pinning him to the car 
<gasps> no! Uh, oh, boys, I'm afraid I have some bad news. You might be headed to Scum Hollow without old Percy. No! No, Percival, you can't! You can't die! We swore! Gilmer, you swore! Gilmer, this is all your fault! You swore! Gilmer! Gilmer, how could you swear at a time like this? Shut the fuck up. Gilmer pulls back his fist and punches him right in the throat, giving him a quick death. Gilmer! <laughs> Gilmer Don't you see? We're in a bad place now. We can't afford to hold on to our former attachments. He was gonna go eventually. This way, it goes without suffering. Oh, Gilmer, you're hard. That makes two of us. Does anyone want to look to see where that spear came no. from? No. <laughs> no. Sure, I'll look. Probably a fire camel. Wait, wait, I think Liberty wants to look. I don't want to, but if it makes <laughs> you happy, I'll look. Liberty goes, ugh, and he goes and he looks to see where the spear came from. <laughs> what now? You turn away from that orphan and away from Percival's fresh corpse and see at the 12 o'clock right in front of you from the sky, there's a giant iron and wooden bird. Maybe 50 feet long, hulking and massive, hanging in the sky above you, coming towards you. Its slow, screeching wings, you can see, are moved up and down by a team of little red aliens. Insane to call that a fire camel. Baron, I'm afraid there may be threats in this desert that even Mother Mothman couldn't prepare you for. <laughs> the thought occurs to you. The thought occurs to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm. Percival, Percival coughs and sputters. <coughs> Mother Mothman couldn't name every danger. And I shoot a look at Gilmire. I go, wow, real swift, Gilmire. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> You're so merciful, Gilmire. Quick to swear, slow to mercy. Gelmere lifts up the now lifeless body of Percival and starts waving him around to try to distract the, uh, the oncoming bird. Oh, a sandpunk bird, fire camels, spears. That orphan back there is still alive, I have to assume. And wait a minute. Liberty, Gelmer. If you're not driving, and Percival's not driving, and I'm not driving the pigs... Well, then that's it. But I mean, but it's a... Oh, no! Gilmer! The pigs all begin to run in opposite directions. You're going nowhere. <laughs> Percival was... <laughs> he wasn't just a driver. He was sort of pinning down the... <laughs> the big team's morale. He gave them a purpose and a vision. <laughs> it's, without it's him, the... it's all mission rot. The hogs come to a stop. <sighs> no, no. And I, I like, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm grabbing the reins and I'm trying to get them to go. No, no. Oh, they're just grazing on the sand aimlessly. <laughs> oh, it's true. They'll eat anything. Quick, Liberty, can you drive the pigs? I can try. Liberty, make a feelings roll. Can you connect with these pigs? Hold on. I have to go to the app because I had the And We Dance lyrics up because I was going to sing him to sleep as he died. But no, Gelmeyer had to give him a swift dance. <laughs> Liberty, I know how to help. Gelmeyer takes the, that spear that just stabbed uh, Percival to almost death and he uh, shanks it in even deeper and picks up Percival. He's dead, dude. Let it go. And holds Percival over where the pigs would go like a carrot in front of a donkey. <gasps> and I did just succeed my feelings roll. 
Well, and with Gilmer's help, it works even more. The pigs are on a mission. Eat their former master. <laughs> That's why they're called nature's Democrats. The noble pragmatism of those pigs will save us. Liberty, there's not a lot of time to be pleased with yourself. Another spear shoots past your head. Oh no, a spear! We gotta get out of here. Pigs, get hungrier! All right, okay, Joe. Yeah? The Baron is desperate. Him and the God's Bottoms are sweating buckets in this these pleather suits. I look around the inside of this uh, sort of, you know, makeshift uh, vehicle. Do, what do I see? What all do I see? Well, you've got whatever weapon you selected. Fuck yes. You've got a couple of bottles of uh, bad alcohol. That's a max max delicacy of uh, fermented urine. Mm -hmm. And some rope. Oh, and a few, a few rags. Well, it looks like our trip to Mother Mothman's armory wasn't for naught after all. Didn't think I'd be using this so soon. And the Baron whips off <laughs> a sheet that was covering the back of his palanquin. And we see that mounted atop it is a Gatlin gun. But each barrel has been filled with silverware, like uh, sharpened spoons and knives sharpened and forks. Spoons. <laughs> sharpened, sharpened spoons, spoons. <laughs> and rounded knives. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you want to do? Baron says, Liberty, knock off that orphan viewing dome. Lock and load, and I open my wings, uh, splitting the flyers logo, and with my horned helmet, I'm just gonna fly directly up, shattering the dome. As Liberty leaves, Gelmer takes his spot, guiding the hogs. I need Gelmer and Liberty to make uh, lasers rolls. Yeah. No, I need Gelmer to make a feelings roll. Oh, good, because I fucking succeeded, baby. Number two got five, baby. I failed my lasers roll. Okay. Gilmer, you in that moment are able to connect with the hogs and are able to make them focus on their task and continue to drive ahead. Great. I do that by dancing the lifeless corpse of Perfil roll around a little bit. Just a little jumps up every while to make them think, oh, there's movement, so maybe it's a, a fresher kill. For a moment, one of the lead hogs, the one with the longest tusks, thinks to itself, should I? They're so close to us. But then he shakes it off. The hunger is too great. Good. <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other hog grunts in pig language. Uh, you know, they say they have feelings. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm pulling a double. <laughs> yeah, man, if you're not eating any, all I'm gonna have twice as much. Shut the fuck up, Kevin! You got the shortest tusks! Liberty, as you burst through the orphan viewing pod on top of the vehicle, and you fly into the sky for the first time in a while, your wings are free. It feels nice, even in this dry desert air, to stretch your wings. Oh, yeah. But then, one of your wings is pierced by another spear. Hey, what the fuck? You fall back down to Earth behind the vehicle. No! The van is continuing to race ahead. You're separated. No! Go Flyers! Gilmer, Gilmer. Yeah. Philadelphia and overboard. Philadelphia and overboard. Circle back. I'll keep off our boogies for now. Ah, oh, jeez. All right, you turn to activate, and this time I'll go. God damn it, legs. I'm going lefter than left, baby. Gilmer, because you've seen legs pull this maneuver before, I'm gonna let you roll twice. Make a feelings roll. Laser feelings. Awesome. Do you want to ask me a question? Ooh, do the people pursuing us have any, like, um, uh, 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 sort of, like, emotional weaknesses? Vanity. They think they've got the coolest vehicle on the moon, and they're very proud of that. Va vanity and pride, I guess. Okay. Okay, great. You make this U-turn. 
with incredible grace and poise. For a moment, somewhere, somehow, Percival flutters back to consciousness and he says, oh, you're doing it, chap. And then dies again. There's a pig like eating his ankle. <laughs> he's doing it. He's being, he's bumping along the <laughs> Suspended by the spear through his guts. Large intestines are just hanging out. <laughs> Good show, lads. Gentlemen, milk will make a sandman out of you yet. Baron, what are you doing up in that turret? Oh, yes, getting the whole top of the palanquin. Ah, yes, the gun in my head. Ah, oh, oh, he's right. The sand gets everywhere out here. Oh, it's in my, oh, oh, ah, what's in my mouth? Ah, where are we? What do we see now? Yes, now, Joe, describe for me again the vehicle that's chasing us in the air. Imagine if, like, a C-130, like a military transport plane, was in the shape of a bird of prey, like a hawk or an eagle. And it's all, like, welded together, bits and bobs. It's all, like, pieces of weird, you know, corrugated steel and, and wire and wood and... It's got a big bird head with glowing red eyes and a big wooden beak. And in fact, in this moment, that beak opens and flames shoot from it towards you. Gilma, harder, lift! All right, let's let's turn this baby into something more badass than it already is. The more, the most, yeah, okay. <laughs> there you are, you feathered fuck. Now it's time for you to play the big spoon in the grave and Baron fires the Gatling gun full of old silverware make a laser's roll impossible to win this is a bad bad assault ah, ah, I got it I got a one I got a one I got a one <laughs> ah, Baron's a two <laughs> Baron you strafe the bird you see one of the eyes is shot out, and it, for a moment, it lists to the left a little. We've got him on the back ropes, boys! Gilmer, keep evading! It passes over you and is now gone past you and is beginning to turn back around to come at you again, but it's exposed its backside. Liberty, what's up with you? I am on the ground. I've been like, uh, my wing has been, so the soft inner wing, um, the, the spear hit it and pinned it to the hard outer mm-hmm. wing. Uh, and I, I spiraled down from the sky and I hit the ground and I was knocked out and I just came to, and I'm seeing these sort of like these heat, what is it? It's sort of like Oasis kind of like the heat ripples yeah. off in the yeah. distance and I'm delirious. And I'm just looking through my eyes. What's going on? Where am I? Grace Kelly? Is that, is that you? Am I, am I dead? I always said I, I'd never die in the desert. I die getting shot in the head trying to steal a hoagie from a man with a gun. What's going on? Where? Oh no, my wing! Oh, and then the pain hits me in waves. Like, oh, 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 first my hand, now my wing. Oh, everything bad that's ever happened to anyone happens to me, Liberty Balboa. Oh, I have the hardest life of anyone. Fuck it. Oh, fuck, fuck. They throw up. I throw up a little bit of uh, that God's bottom. <laughs> but you hear a voice coming to you through the waves of the Fata Morgana of the desert world. Huh? Tina Fey? Grab <laughs> 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 his intestines. Grab his intestines. And I 
I look around, everything is still, I'm just, all I can see is just like the heat off and it's just like, everything is shimmering off and, and I- Liberty, everything's yeah. shimmering. And for a moment you think it's because you're still rattled, you're still coming to, and then you realize, no, it's because your face is covered in scorpions. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, scorpion! Oh wait, oh yes! Scorpions are the natural allies of the cockroach. You now that you can focus on them so close to your yes. face, you see some of them with their big pincers saluting you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, boys. You keep the ground safe. I'll keep the skies safe. Go, go, <laughs> attack my attackers. <laughs> you see the scorpions down on the ground. There are like 30 of them, and they're all looking up at the bird and they're just reaching out with their tiny little claws. Okay, we'll form a chain, you know, build like a tower and get taller and taller. You know what? And I scoop them up and I throw them at the bird. <laughs> you throw them about eight feet. <laughs> Uh-oh, and then you hear the sound of pigs bursting through the heat, the, the wavy heat vision of the desert. Suey, oink, they scream. And as I, I, I hear that, I see uh, Percival getting closer to me. Oh, Percival, you survived. Oh, no, you didn't survive. And I see his intestines hanging out. I go, oh, intestines, intestines. And I flash back four seconds to when the Baron's <laughs> grab his intestines. <laughs> and as they come by, I grab his intestines. <laughs> I got him. I got him. Here we go. Gelmir pulls like a fishing rod um, the spear back, trying to flip um, Liberty back onto the vehicle. And I put my arms out into double Christ pose because I have two sets of arms. And I do like a backflip as I land gently into the vehicle. And just as you have, the bird in the sky has also made its U-turn and is now headed back towards you. Gosh, what? Hand me a bottle of that bad alcohol down there. No, not that one. The yeah, big, here you go. The here, big, one. No, the bigger one. Oh, oh, oh. I thought we were good. Okay, never mind. It's fine. They hand you the biggest bottle of bad oh. <laughs> God's Bottoms have been saving that. It's blue label. <laughs> Johnny Scavenger blue label. And Baron pours uh, that horrible piss rock gun down the barrel of the Gatling gun. And what I'm trying to do here is fire it, have the silverware ignite with the, uh, the rock gut, and hopefully set this thing on fire. Baron, you're getting help from your God's Bottoms. Make a prepared yeah. lasers roll. Two failures. The Baron says, if anything's going to make this plane crash, this Muhammad ought to do it. And he fires the Gatling gun. <laughs> it jams. Oh, fuck, fuck. Baron, maybe this will help. And one of the God's Bottoms is like secreting a fluid. <laughs> what, from now? It's secreting a fluid from its armpits and it's rubbing it on the barrel of the Gatling gun. Try again! Wait a minute. If you're up here and I'm in the palanquin, then who's... And I look down and one of the pigs has entered the vehicle and is holding up their one corner of the palanquin. <laughs> Kevin! The other pigs didn't accept oh. him. <laughs> you're one of us now, Kevin. All right, all right. You've got your goo grease on there. Okay, Baron, lasers roll three times. Fuck. You've got God's Bottoms and a hog helping you. That is my number. That's a two. That's a failure. And that's a failure. Two failures and my laser's number. 
with a huge fireball. The rounds of silverware fly at the bird. In the same moment, its mouth opens to burst more flame at you. But no, your strange cutlery ammunition flies through. It enters the bird's mouth. And then, with a shudder and an ear-deafening boom, the entire bird explodes. My ears! The ears of my companion! Oh, 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 God, thank God I got Mr. Bucket on my head. From far in the distance, atop a particularly high dune, atop a particularly large bomb sitting atop that particularly large dune, Oh no! sits an orphan watching all this unfold, and, well, some might say he nods with approval, but no one can. It would be too dangerous to get too close. Hi, listeners. It's me, Joe Lepore, GM and producer of Oh These, Those Stars of Space. But what I am the most today is sorry. I have so much to apologize for, but where to begin? Well, from the day we launched These, Those, alongside it, we have also launched a Patreon page. That's right a special webpage at www.patreon.com slash ohthesethosestarsofspace link in the episode notes where for the low, low price of $5 a month you get access to a bonus full episode of Oh These Those Stars of Space each and every month a whole separate adventure from what you'll hear on the main feed featuring all of your favorite characters Legs, Katya, even Rumda I know I know, it is too good a deal. Perhaps the best deal in podcasting. And for that, I'm so sorry. Important people in my life came to me and said, Joe, what you're doing is too crazy. There's also, oh, these, those chats of show where you answer subscriber questions, cool art and other in-universe bonuses. Joe, you'll overwhelm them. It's too much. But I didn't, I didn't listen until it was too late. And now it's there right now. You could subscribe today and immediately have access to 15 new These Thoses, plus so much more. And I wish I could say I'm going to stop, but I can't. I know that I can't. I'm going to keep making new, hilarious, amazing episodes only available on Patreon with the whole cast, and no one, no one can stop me. But I promise you this. I'm going to sit my content-making ass down and listen. And I hope you do too. You get back on course, and with the motivation of a dinner of Percival, the hogs race even faster, and before long, you reach it. Scum Hollow, a massive cave opening out of the sands, leads below, and you find yourself in what was once a water park, now covered up from the sun with massive steel panels and a mountain of sand. Somehow, the lazy river still flows with crystal clear water. But a few hundred of the meanest, most post-apocalyptic badasses stand between you and it. They leer menacingly at your approaching minivan. Uh-oh, we got company. What ho, we come in peace. Hello? Can you even hear what I'm saying? You should roll down a window. We come in peace. You should, you're in the car with us. You should roll a window down if you're going to do that. Ah, oh, jeez. I'm such a fucking idiot. Thanks, Liberty. 
What? Oh, we come Kilma, in Kilma, peace. Kilma, Kilma, you're hard now. Oh, you're right. Don't forget your. Don't forget to be hard. Be, be hard. I can be hard. Rolls down the window again. <sighs> hey, fuck offs! Get the fuck out of the way, or you're gonna be roadkill. Stat. I'm the only one that calls people fuck offs here. Huh? And you see, with the sound of chugging pistons, a large, ten foot tall mech suit walking towards you. At the top, a small, round, mostly hairless head. <gasps> Kilmer, if you weren't hard before, surely you are now. Wow, looks like it must be you. Popcorn, corn, kernel, kernel, vernal. Sound like a little baby bitch. <laughs> I'm not a baby, you're a baby. Yo, fuck off, dude. I'm gonna fucking kick your goddamn ass with these. He raises his wolverine claws outside the window and shakes it around with violent intention. Is this a challenge? Is this an official challenge? No, 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 uh, no, no. The Baron hurries to the front and sort of just like kicks out the front windshield of the, of the minivan. <laughs> <laughs> no, excuse our friend here. Diplomacy is never his strong suit. Um, no, I am Baron Baudelaire and this is my companion, Liberty Barber and Gilmar. Baron, for once, it's not time to be an entrepreneur and try to way and try to weasel your way out of the fucking obligations. We came here to fight, and we might as well be up fucking front about it. Nah, we're here to fucking fight. I only fight in single combat. Do you nominate yourself, Gelmir? Wait, and I I point to my wing, which is still injured. I go, I'm out of commission. It's gotta be you. You've gotta be the one to fight him. You're hard now, aren't you? If you need me to be hard, Jesus Christ, Gilmire, it's your game. You you became you said I'm hard. Okay, fine. I'm hard now. He turns back to you guys, for my friends. No, not for us. No, it's your thing. Gilmire tosses um the dead body of Percival to the ground and then leaps over the (laughs) hog, crushing Percival's uh already fucked up head. He's harder than I ever thought possible. I'm doing it for you, Percy. <laughs> you crush his skull. Very well. Challenge accepted. We enter the storm zone. And all the men assembled around you begin chanting, Storm zone, storm zone, storm zone, storm zone, storm zone. Pissed Baron over here. Yeah. You and me. Liberty. We got to find something to do. Are you thinking to get out Are of here? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, to do, to help yes. him. I, no, color commentary. Mm, Liberty, it looks like you've really come to play. Well, I aim to play. Smash cut. <laughs> we find ourselves in a giant arena. What was once the food court of the water park. Now, all the picnic tables have been pushed to form a wall, pinning in Gelmir and his quarry, Colonel Vernal. All the gathered warriors now chant, Two lives start, one life finish. Two lives start, <laughs> one life finish. Man, it just rolls off the tongue. You can see how it developed organically. All right, popcorn colonel. Any last words before I kick your goddamn ass, baby? <laughs> Stop calling me that, you little bitch. Oh, fuck off, dude. That word's not appropriate. Oh, oh, is this not appropriate? And his one of his mech arms gives you the middle finger. <laughs> Dude, well, uh, two can play at that game. He uh, shows all three of his, his Wolverine claws because they're not they're not uh, retractable. 
read between the lines. I always loved it when people said that. When people said the read between the lines thing, it's kind of like when they were like, are we clear? Crystal. Little shit like that gets me fucking excited. Read between the lines. That's a bold move from Gelmeyer. He's straight up wholesale taking a, a joke from Jack Black. <laughs> a guy like in a big hamster wheel rolls out into the middle of the arena, uh, you know, going... Oh, and here comes the national... Going upside down over and over again until he gets to the center of the arena and a microphone comes down from above. His head is towards the ground at this point, but he, he holds his head close to the microphone and he says, Let the fight begin! And he rolls off. A short anthem. You really don't see much of those anymore. No, you don't. But I, I assume these people don't have much to be proud about. Gunnar starts sprinting straight towards the colonel. He wants to run up his stomach and then, leaping in the air, stab him in the head. Okay, Gilmer, I need you to make two laser rolls. Gladly. Laser feelings. Failure. Okay, great. Do you want to ask me a question? This. So, Gilmer, you're able to run up. <sighs> But then, just as you're about to stab down, one of the mech arms comes flying behind you and knocks you off. You fall to the ground. Ooh, hard luck for Gelmeyer and for us. He's our ally. Gelmer, the mech is now walking towards you, and from behind its back, it pulls a large warhammer and is moving to strike down on you. Gelmer uses his opportunity to, uh, um... He extends all of his limbs like a starfish and then pulls them all into the Taurus's shell. Make a feelings roll. An incredible moment here for Gelmer Liberty, famously vulnerable to very large hammers. But the shell is a new addition. It's true. Every time I've struck Gelmeyer with a hammer, it's hurt him bad. He hates it so much. Success. Everyone gasps as the hammer swings down on the shell, but then with a deep bassy... Dong! The shell holds true. From the vibrations, the mech staggers back. Gilmer's head and arms stay in the shell, but not his legs. They pop out and start rushing straight towards the stomach of the mech, and then he leaps, straight towards the shell right into that fucker. Great, make a laser's roll. Laser feelings! Amazing, do you want to ask me a question? So he leaps towards the stomach and then, using the momentum of that leap, tries to flip up and uh, wrap his legs around Colonel Vernal's neck. Whoa. His exposed neck. Got to stay here, Liberty. I'm feeling a bit jealous of our poor Gilmer. What a way to do it. You know, I'm reminded of the story of the tortoise and the hare. At least the version I heard in Philadelphia, which is a fucked up violent version. <laughs> Gilmer, you're within striking distance. I'm gonna kill you! I squeeze my legs even tighter, trying to strangulate them. Unfortunately, this is metal. You're gonna need something stronger than your legs to crush this. Meanwhile, from the mech's arms, two spinning blades emerge from its fists. You're reminded for a moment of earlier when that seculate held two chainsaws over you. But they swing at you. You're gonna have to leap away. Gelmir releases his legs, falling straight down in between his legs. Just as he gets uh, below the waist, his arms come out, sticking his uh, his claws into the spot where the legs meet the torso. Okay, Gilmer, you don't have to roll for this. I don't? No. The mech is made of steel. When you 
shove your claws into the mech. Chopsticks. The chopsticks and pencils all break. Oh, you hate to see that. Although, if you were smart, you would have seen it coming. The mech goes to reach under and and get you from below with those spinning blades. They're coming right for you. Huh, I roll through the legs uh, behind him so he can't see me. Okay, great. What do you want to do now? As I roll behind, I pop the legs up and all my limbs come out. I can now see the back of his head. And baby, good thing that I had a secret weapon from the armory. Tim is winding up like a picture in a cartoon, like a, like a goofy educational film strip about how to play baseball. He just shook his head no, shook his head no, shook his head yes, at his own idea. Yes. <laughs> War Gelmir evolves into two cannons pop out of the tortoise shell. Lassie boy! Oh He's evolved into Blasty Boy. A third tube shoots out the bottom of the shell right into the sand and starts sucking, sucking, sucking as sand blasts out of the two cannons straight at the head of Colonel Vernal. He's doing a, a converted water cannon, sand cannon. I didn't even know Gelmeyer was level 36 and able to evolve into Blasty Boy. Yes, of course, we all knew Gelmer was ground type, but this sort of activity is unprecedented. Gilmer, make a lasers roll. In fact, you're evolved now. Make a prepared lasers roll. Thank you. Laser feelings. <gasps> and wow. a boy! Wow, this shit's happening. Liberty, I think it's safe to say he got that dog in him. I think it's safe to say it, and even if it wasn't, he got that dog in him. <laughs> the crowd is going wild. They've clearly switched sides. Gilmer, uh, do you want to ask me a question? Gilmer, your sand cannons blast at the mech. And if you know one thing about sand, it gets everywhere. You begin to see it jerk and move in unnatural ways. Its joints are being gummed up and and are starting to short out. (gasps) It's super effective. Colonel Vernal is shocked. No! The mech falls over onto its back. It's writhing on the ground, perking and jerking. The head is exposed. Gelmir reverses the back end of a sand blaster, shooting him up into the air and then landing right on the chest of Colonel Vernal. He stares him in the eyes and says, you got a stupid fucking face. Turns around, puts that bottom can right in his face and sucks. Gilmer, this is your heroic moment. You've never felt more powerful or more alive, but unfortunately you miss the face. What? Instead, you suck off the metal carapace <gasps> around Colonel Vernal's head. He's doing it. Removing it. And revealing Colonel Vernal in his entirety to the assembled crowd. There's stunned silence for a moment, then they all gasp. <gasps> you turn around to see what it is, and you look upon Colonel Vernal. You really look upon him for the first time. No. Why, he's not a horrible villain. He's just a baby. Okay, I listen. Okay. I thought he was a mean twink. He's just a child. He's a baby. Gelmeyer. Gelma, he has the body of a child. Gelmeyer looks up at his friends, looks back down, making them like, what do I do? He looks kind of in the eyes and says, go ahead, finish me off. That's what you want. Oh, oh no, it, it really hits different now. Gelmeyer lifts his fist up. Okay, he's going to do it. He's going to kill him. (laughs) Well, a decision has been made. (laughs) But then, grabs his helmet, 
Turning it over. He's going to beat him to death with his helmet. It's, like I said before, not a bucket, a Mr. Bucket. A child's toy. He starts dancing it in front of the baby's face. He goes, hey, if uh, you like it, do you like it? I mean, yeah. You know, I'll give this to you as an early Christmas gift. Really? Yeah, except could you give me an early Christmas gift too? Well, I have this. And you look and you see next to him, powering and operating the Mac, a nav computer. Yeah. You give me the nav computer, and I'll give you Mr. Bucket here. Liberty, of course we all know every child loves Christmas across the universe. As we know, Christ is real, and his birthday is celebrated on December 25th everywhere. He visited every planet. And all in one night. <laughs> Fine. I accept. All right. This Mr. Bucket is now yours, and you can name it whatever you want. What's your name? My name's Gelmir. I'll name it Gelmir. <laughs> you really turned around, man. <laughs> Jam, fuck, Jesus Christ. And I'll take this, thank you very much. And to all of you, <laughs> Gelmir turns to the crowd. Gelmir, no! They wanted blood! You've lost them! <laughs> You've lost them, Gelmir. Remember this. Love comes but once in a lifetime. Oh, no. Oh, no. 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 no oh, they're rushing the bottles. The crowd begins to rush the arena. Oh, shit. Right. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The Baron hits his communicator and says, boys, boys, now! And as he says that, the camera pans down at the table where Liberty and the Baron have been giving color commentary to reveal that Liberty is sitting on a chair, but the Baron's palanquin is being held up by Kevin the pig and the squeezed corpse of Percival. The God's Bottoms are nowhere in sight. And far down, at the far end of the uh, food court that's now an arena, two great doors that say hot dog time on them open. And as they open, we see at the very bottom of the doors, the God's Bottoms are pushing the big doors open. And through those doors comes rushing a galloping herd of fire camels. No! The, pe the people scream. It's chaos. Gotta go. You teleport away. And what, at the last second, I just look on this this stadium full of rampaging fans. And I go, <laughs> feels like him. We fade now back to the head of the smiling king statue that. Mother Mothman calls an office. She looks out upon the desert and toasts a glass of crystal clear water with an unseen stranger. And to think, I doubted them. We do a zoom pan and see who she's been sharing this toast with and why yes, I always knew they had it in him. It's Percy in a sling, but Otherwise, no worse for wear. He's <laughs> got one of those butterfly bandages by the corner yeah. of his eye. We saw his skull get caved in. He's just got an arms. <laughs> he was he was already blackening when he was holding up the Baron's palanquin. We saw the demons from Ghost drag him off. Town. <laughs> the pigs the pigs ate everything below the knee. <laughs> Maybe it's a new day on Max Max 3. Who knows? <laughs> but I like our chances. 
what adventure lies next amongst, oh these those stars of space. Oh these those stars of space stars Ali Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Oh, These Those Stars of Space is edited by Sam Grant, designed by Joe Lepore, and produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. With the support of our patrons and our rear admiral, Lucas Wagner, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh, These Those Stars of Space. Oh,